On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. I'm going to start this show off with the big bang and the most important thing this weekend. Oh. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife, the best in the world, and happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there for this weekend. It's got to start off with the most important thing for this weekend, right? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, and the the really fun part about this is that we're pre-recording this by one day. And then it'll come out Friday and I'll get the congratulations again. And then we'll rebroadcast when we put it out on Facebook and on the internet on Monday. And so my Mother's Day will extend almost a full entire week. So it's the gift that keeps giving. So thank you for that. And I hope that we're going to have a a properly, um, I don't know, are you going to make me brunch? Are you going to like pull out all the at-home stops? You do have a three-year-old now that it's, you're her mother. So she's supposed to do all that for you. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) So, so we, we do know that I stopped by her school to pick up my Mother's Day gift from her school too. <laughs> we got we got the whole crew like we got the whole crew here, or I guess you could say here, right? You got Jenny and Matt like in the studio. Zach and I Zoom calling. I mean, it's like we're here, but we're not here, kind of thing. We're still socially distanced. So for people who listen all over the place, you know, all over the country, and some some other people in other parts of the world, it, we are in Dallas, Texas. Dallas is in the process of sort of opening up with social distancing. So uh, Heath just has a better internet connection at the office versus at our house than Matt and I are in separate studios in the studio. Zach's at yep. home, so we're still very much on the conservative end of what. Texas is doing, I guess. You We're back say. in the studio, but we've somehow made it more complicated. On, on <laughs> I'm not really sure how that worked out, but I, things are getting weird. Yeah, things are getting weird, you guys. In different things are getting weird. Are you saying things are getting weird? Okay. I mean, things have been weird. It's just it's been weird. We're just living in the weird. We're just it's like, and what's weird too is that you go into a place and you don't know like, are people in here wearing masks? Am I going to be the weird one who comes in with a mask? Because I'm always the one coming in with a mask. And then you come in and there's a crowd of people and they're all together and they're not wearing masks. And you're like, wait, isn't that what we're supposed to do? It's just, it's just, it's a, it's a bizarre time of social norms because there are none. It's definitely strange. Uh, I know barbershops here are supposed to open on Friday, and I've been complaining about that for weeks on this show, so that's something I'm excited about. But even still, aren't they going to be, like, packed? What are the odds I can actually get in and get a haircut come Friday, right? Like, it's, it's, there's no way. Well, speaking of, 
Yes. Our first headline is very much along the lines of, can Zach get a haircut? And perhaps would he like to get one at Salon a la mode in Dallas, Texas? Yes. What a segue. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, our welcome. first headline this week, let us here at Second Shot introduce you to Shelly Luther, the owner of Salon a la mode, a luxury salon in Dallas, Texas that opened a couple weeks ago for service, which is weird because two weeks ago, salons were not allowed to open in Texas. Uh, barbershops, certainly not. Uh, so things were a little strange when Shelly opened her doors, but she said she was practicing social dis distancing. She was keeping people six feet apart in their chairs. Everybody's wearing masks. She was doing what she had to do, but also trying to trying to run a business. It's been a challenge for a lot of people, so it makes sense. And Shelly was very quickly served with a citation, letting her know that you cannot have your doors open by local, local police officers in Dallas. Then she was served a court order, uh, letting her know that she was in big trouble for keeping mm -hmm. her doors open. And now she's been sentenced to seven days in jail and a $7,000 fine for keeping her doors open in the middle of a pandemic. Now, what's interesting about this is there's some leadership in Texas that has a problem with this. Uh, an attorney general, I think it was, said that Shelley should not be fined and should not have to serve any time. And I want to say, uh, yeah, is, is working to renegotiate her sentence only right. because... They, they don't think it's fair that she's trying to get by and it's not her fault there's a pandemic there's a pandemic on she should be able to operate her business if she wants well and she's out of jail now too she, she is she's out of jail now so so it was like this big reversal of okay you're not supposed to do this you're in trouble you're going to jail you're in jail wait now that's no longer a condition of if you violate the process in texas jail is no longer on the table so now she's out um, side note, Sarah Palin was in Dallas supporting Salon a la mode. It's a whole thing. She has a GoFundMe account that has gotten up to $500,000. Half a million dollars. You need to arrest me right now. I'm going to try to, you got to come in here and get me. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. What, what, a, what a sweet deal. Good. For, you know, she, she opened her doors and now she's doing better than ever. She's How got publicity. Man, oh man. And I think she, it was somebody that raised it on behalf of Salon Alamode. So just a point of clarification. Right. She, it, she it, didn't it, raise it, but it's been raised on her behalf. And apparently it is going straight to Shelly Luther, who the yes. organizer is calling an American hero. Yes. What say you gentlemen uh, with regard to a second shot on this? What's your second shot, babe? Well, I don't my opinion on it, first of all, is this. It's crazy as hell to go arrest somebody for opening up their salon. You're stupid. You're insane. That's getting way out of whack. That's people getting. I hope those people sleep well and not to spend their time going out and arresting a poor lady, opening up her dead salon to make some money. Dead okay. Gum. Okay. Dead this gum. is where my husband and it's I disagree, but go ahead. Keep going. Keep going, babe. Rant on. Because look, if you're worried about it, you ain't got to go to her salon. It's okay. All right. But my second shot is when you take a look at it and go, she stood her ground and, and tried to have to go out in there with it and fought against it. People come in in the end. And it's kind of like one of those to me that, um, you know, sometimes a really good idea looks like a really good idea. And sometimes that whole ego thing and, and stuff, is it worth it? You know, for the principle of it, it seems like she probably got down that road of it's the principle of it. I'm going to stay open to where she's gone through all this. And I've always been one of those that, you know, the, when you when you start talking about the principle of it in your relationships and stuff that you have, you'll sometimes stand your ground on things that really don't matter. 
at the end of the day and standing your ground for some of those things in your relationship, especially right now with everybody being in so close is that, you know, need to really start thinking about, is that thing that important for me to stand my ground on? Is, is it worth the, the fallout, the emotional um, roller coaster? And I'm not talking, this is obviously a second shot. This is not my opinion on this story. Um, this is, you know, give in, who gives a, you know, there's a lot of things that don't matter. Just say you're sorry, move on. Let's no reason to drag it out to be a whole seven day print uh, jail sentence. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit in the same boat. Uh, on the one hand, fortune favors the bold, and and Shelly has has come on the other side of that victorious. Uh, she's got a GoFundMe. She's a lot of people who believe in her now. I'm sure she's got a big boost in social media following because of this. Sarah Palin is in the state defending her, like I and I, and I'm glad. Hey, great, that's that's awesome for her. You know what? She took a risk and it paid off. On the other hand. Typically, if you violate a, a disaster-related executive order in Texas, it's up to 180 days in jail. So seven was a light sentence anyway. And the point is, when the cops show up for me and, and give you a court order and then a citation, and you continue to say, I'm not going to listen, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do anyway, statistically, that doesn't work out for you. And it did for Shelly, and that's great. But you got to know when to pick your battles. And you're exactly right. That's exactly what it is. You got to know what hill is the hill you're going to die on, whether or not it's worth it. And Shelly picked the right one this time. And I think that's, that's a cool lesson for the rest of us who didn't take this risk to kind of realize, hey, you know what? This worked out for her. Maybe it'll work out for me in the future. But man, you got you to gotta call your shot, I think. She showed it. <laughs> hey, look, her salon's probably going to be famous now. There's going to be people going to it and she's already got to go funny. So it ain't too bad for her. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's um, you look at it from the perspective of people who are worried about people and their families with serious health complications. I know you say, oh, well, if, if you're worried about it, well, then don't go. But I don't know when, you know, my, you know, person that's coming into my home for something that's a necessary service that, you know, say they're providing health care for an elderly family. Well, did they go into salon a la mode and were, you know, and, and who else was in there? What's up with the large gathering? We need to get our hair cut right now, as my roots are down to my knees. Um, you know, I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, this is why I don't like to give opinions on the news. I can really see. I can truly, truly see both ends of this. Um, Shelly said that she applied for federal funding. She didn't get that money until Sunday. She had mouths to feed, and you know, I, I definitely empathize with that. With the second shot aspect of this, and by the way, I never started the clock. I don't know who started the clock. So I did. I got it. Go on forever. Okay. I know. I, I know that we need to wrap up, but I. But I will say, and sort of piggyback on what you said with regard to when you when you pick something, just sticking it out to the end really does work because um, people are very attracted to that kind of confidence. People are very attracted to the type of confidence that it takes to go out on your own and to go against, I'm not for, you know, I'm a rule follower. Look, that's my thing. Um, but what Shelly did was she stood up against everybody else. And then there were other people underlying who were like, hey, I kind of am with Shelly too. And they stood up with her and, and she ended up finding all of these people who were really in her corner. So, um, you know, the principle of it, I'm not sure. But um, when we look at this greater aspect and greater second shot, it really is a message in standing up for whatever the heck it is that you believe in. And, uh, and it shows that those who support you will really come out in your favor if you take that bold step yeah so you never know what will happen you gotta you gotta stick it out but sometimes 
you got to let make check your ego and make sure your ego is not getting in your way of going down something you don't need to go down. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. You know you have a good partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So, uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal. If you're living in Texas and not using it, what is going on with you? So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. So if you have, uh, you know, are with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. (laughs) It has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about Energy Ogre. And we're okay with it. All right. Please tell me that everybody did some Cinco de Mayo, right? Did y'all at least like, get some margaritas or order some Mexican food, Yes, you know, this week? I did. Uh, so I, had a, I actually had a freelance gig on Cinco de Mayo. Ooh. And uh, the person I was working with uh, rolled up with some of those to-go margaritas that is happening now, which I really hope sticks with after the uh, – I, I hope it stays. It's over. Well, it's actually under consideration. Yeah. I mean, for I that think to stick. It's one of my favorite parts. Uh, so I tried to do something on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, there's a little Tex-Mex place Christina and I like to go to here. Um, uh, it's great. The name of it's relevant. But anyway, we like to order to go, especially considering all of this. And I thought it'd be so brilliant. Tuesday is Cinco de Mayo and Taco Tuesday. It's, it's the first time in a century these two incredible holidays have come together. Uh, I, we had to do it big. So we ordered from our favorite Tex-Mex place. We couldn't get them on the phone. Then we finally did it. Turned out it was like a two hour wait because they had some crazy rush between people who weren't going out and wanted to order. And then online ordering got turned. This honestly around. is a very long story with a very bad excuse for not celebrating Cinco Look, de Mayo's act. I love Cinco de Mayo. Okay. <laughs> this story is exactly as long as it needs to be. And the point of it is I waited till Wednesday to do it because I didn't want to wait two hours. So uh, ah. yeah. we did Tuesday uh, and Wednesday. Fernando's okay. to go margaritas. Their skinny margarita is the best. They are not a sponsor of this show, but they should be because we go there every week, um, at least once a week. And then my mom made some Mexican sweetbread, pandulce, <laughs> sent it two day air, and we all ate it yesterday. So we kind of just stretched it all out, which was so fun. Nice. Great. Yeah, I, love, I love Cinco de Mayo. I love the margaritas and the the mixing food. I, we got lucky. We barely got our order in time for Fernando's, I think, because it was getting pretty crazy packed as well. So I hope everybody else had fun. Uh, maybe did something a little different since we all have been cooped up for a long time. You know, um, not you know, having kind fun. Of different. Sorry, it's so hard to not interrupt people on Zoom calls <laughs> trying to trying to broadcast. But I was going to try to do a segue to Zach. Go ahead, babe. Sounds like you wanted to say more. You already did it. I was I was doing that. There you go, Zach. I, I, all right, that's <laughs> me. It's my cue. Of all time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so our next headline is a story about divorce, which is a bit of a bummer. But there's something interesting about this that we wanted to talk about here on Second Shot. Here's the headline: 
Kristen Cavallari divorcing lazy Jay Cutler because he was, quote, unmotivated. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know who Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari are, let me explain. Jay Cutler was formerly a uh, quarterback on the Chicago Bears. Uh, he played from 2013 to 2017. Kristen Cavallari is a, st is a star of The Hills, which I think is a television show. I don't actually know, but... yes. Yes, thank you, Jenny. Uh, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler tied the knot back in 2013. He was an up-and-coming QB. He had everything going for him. Things were exciting. She was on television. They were, they were, they were a power couple if you've ever heard of one. Well, in 2017, Jay left the Chicago Bears to start a broadcasting career like a lot of uh, former sports people do. Uh, he, he quickly segued out of that and got into the Miami Dolphins and he played for one season. He had a bunch of injuries. Ultimately, he just got out of it completely. And for the past two or three years, he's been staying at home, hanging out with the kids, uh, being a dad, doing his thing. But ultimately, he hasn't been very motivated, at least in Kristen's eyes. So they announced on Instagram that they were going to be divorcing after 10 years apart. Uh, really, what she said it is, is that he just doesn't seem very motivated. He just doesn't want to get out and do anything anymore. And it's really a bummer. And for some, this is a sad story. For others, maybe not. I'm curious. What do you guys think? Uh, my, listen, she says in there, but he just wants to hang out on the farm with his three kids. I'm not a Jay Cutler fan. He's a Bears. I'm a Packer. So I'm not a Cutler fan. I don't think he was that good when he was playing. So that I'm trying to get that out before I make my statement, which is, she sounds like one of the worst human beings on the <laughs> right now because in order to play 11 years in the NFL, the amount of time he has had to work his entire life and have no time off, the man made millions, made 20-plus million a year as a QB in probably his last four or five years. So money he has made. So if the man wants to take three or four years to play on a farm with his kids, he can do it. You need yes heels or whatever the hell that is and go do that's crazy it's funny because this, so there's like an insider on this article that says he was supposed to take this big job at fox sports and have this big life of football but he wouldn't get off the couch to do it he joined the miami dolphins that didn't pan out well he was left with no tv gig and then she got a show for them because they had like a reality show so the the hills her show has been off the air for years and years and years that was like wasn't that like a long time ago anyway they had this reality show but um yeah isn't that a little crazy to hear that that's the reasoning he was lazy you know how many ladies would love to have a guy who was like retired and choosing to hang out with your children so the thing that i i i, I you know i kind of get she's like hey we were this power couple and you were really on your career and you know i was really on my career and she wants to have somebody you know kind of alongside her and motivating I would, I could, I could relate to this a little more if it was like, look, all he did was go out and party all the time, leaving me here, you know, with the kids, yeah. and lack of connection. And, you know, I can yes. see the lazy, uh, the lazy component that look, he, he is not a lazy guy. Clearly he's proven himself. Like you can lay around the rest of your life, but I could, I could relate to that a little bit more if it was he's going out and partying or he's just like staying in bed and, you know, ignoring his children and they would love to have their dad with him, but he is like hanging out on the farm with them. Like what is more wholesome than a dad hanging out on the farm with his three children? Three children is a full-time job. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys here. Uh, I, I don't think 
there's a whole lot wrong with this guy wanting to just be a dad to his kids. I think that's a perfectly respectable for a full-time job. Say it's for any parent, right? If you're just gonna be a parent all the time, that's so cool. Like that's such a cool thing to, to watch your kids grow up and be with them. Like that's, that's really wholesome and sweet. And being that he was an NFL player, not only has he put in a lot of time on, on the field doing work, living a life to, to be this person, but also he probably made a lot of money doing it, especially if he was quarterback, oh, yeah. which means they're not exactly living in a shack. Like I'm sure they have a fine lifestyle. And I, I there was a while back, I, I was part of uh, an interview crew for another uh, uh, football player here, a local player. And the guy is on CBS now and he, he does stuff uh, on air, but at the time he was kind of between Name gigs. Uh, Tony Romo. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, so why we are you went to, trying to pretend like it well, was I, I want to, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, so we went to Tony Romo's house and, and uh, we, we, not, not second shop, but me and another project. And, and we interviewed him and like he said, he's like, I go to see the CBS station like two days a week. Other than that, I'm playing golf or I'm hanging out with my kids. That is all I do. All he does for a living. And he was like the happiest dude I've ever seen in my life. He was so chill. And his kids were all over him. And like, it seemed like everything was cool. And maybe that's just an appearance thing, but like, that's a totally respectable way to live a life. And if you don't want to live that way, I understand growing apart and feeling like, well, maybe we should, you know, go our separate ways. But like, I don't know. I, I think maybe, maybe there's more to it. I, I don't know. Right. So my, second my, shot. My, what do you, what's your second shot, babe? So, so my second shot on this is that, which is advice that I'm not very good at doing, but I'm coming, I'm getting better at, which is sometimes in life, we think that we've got to, we do have to just move forward, move forward, do all this. When sometimes we need to take a step back and see what comes to us. And maybe somebody like a Jay Cutler who's had one singular focus his entire life, consume him, that it could probably take a little bit of time to figure out what comes to him. And I think that sometimes that's what can help us right now in the current situation we're in with this coronavirus. That if you feel like it's even worse than ever, no, this is the time to take that, you know, these, you know, talk about a sabbatical. I think like, like it's sabbatical stuff is not the worst idea in the world to just take time away that either helps you make you realize how much you loved what you did or that it's time to move on from that career. And I think in careers right now, a lot of times we we see this and we keep thinking we got to grind, 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 move forward. When sometimes we just need to step back, have some patience, and see what comes to us. Now, if you're the lazy person that's laid on your ass your entire life, understand laying around a little more is not going to help. I'm talking about the people that are truly grinding and driving. There's times to take a step back and go, what's going to come to me is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I like that second shot. And I was thinking about uh, in marriage, how we've only been married for four years. I think we've learned a lot in, uh, I've learned a lot in the four years. And I think about how, um, you know, you have to really be open to that person evolving as a, as a, just like as a person through the phases of life, you know, having kids and getting older and changing jobs and not having a job and then having a job again. And then, you know, maybe retiring or maybe transforming or, or getting new interests where you're like, Hey, that's not the you I know. And being okay with change. I think that like the being okay with change takes really a lot of confidence on behalf of the other person. Yep. So if I see Heath doing something that I'm like, Oh, you know, see, that's not, that's not the Heath I know. Like 
confident Jenny has to step in and say, awesome, I'm, I still know who I am. Let him be him and grow and flourish or sit on the couch yeah. or play with the kids, you know, or, or whatever the, the case may be. This just seems a little bit like an instance where one person isn't having the confidence to let the other person grow and explore. Um, and maybe that was just a you know, lack of, of connection within them. But I think the second shot or the takeaway for me is um, to just be mindful of your partner's ebb and flow of life. And the fact that they're not always going to be that perfect person um, that they were the day that you married them. And, and maybe you look back and are nostalgic on that. In fact, I was just looking at our wedding video for whatever reason. I'm I was like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. And then I started thinking about how much we've evolved and the things that have been really hard and the things I've realized about Heath that I didn't know then. <laughs> we didn't know each other that long when we got married and thinking, okay, I have to be the, um, you know, confident in my own life and, and rooted in what I have going on so that he can ebb and flow around me and, and, and vice versa. I think um, when I think to the big fights that I've had at home, uh, which we've had a few, um, I think the, the main thing it's come down to is a difference in expectation, right? Uh, like either my wife thought I thought I was totally. going to do something differently than what I did or I felt, or, you know, I had a different idea on something than she did, right? And we disagreed on that, and I did something that, that didn't line up with her expectations of what she wanted me to do, um, and vice versa. And I, it, to, to me, you know, the facts that we know about this, about this divorce or separation feels very one-sided, you know? Oh, he just wanted to be a family man, and she says he's lazy. That seems, that seems like there's not, maybe not everything in the story there. For and, sure. And I'm just wondering if, they were not communicating well enough on what their expectations were. Were there opportunities being presented to him that she felt were good opportunities and he was just passing on them? And to her, that looks like he's just being lazy or, or something like that. Are they not communicating very well? So I, I think that this could be a lesson to, even if you have the best of intentions, you know, if we give him the benefit of the doubt and say, he really did just want to take some time off and raise his kids and, you know, live off the money that he's earned, which he has every right to do. Um, even if we believe that, was he not communicating that well enough to his wife for her to understand that's maybe why he's not feeling or looking as motivated as he was. And, um, you know, I, I, again, some of the biggest arguments that I've gotten into at home have been when I, when I know what my intentions were, but maybe my wife didn't, and she doesn't see things the same way, or I don't see that what I did did not necessarily reflect that in a, in a great way. So I don't know. Maybe well, I think we can learn from that. I think there's a lot to learn from it. And I hope that she can hit the heels pretty hard, pretty soon. I don't even like Jenny Cutler at all. Um, actually, yeah, that not, not even remotely close to it, but I will say that, um, you know, like Jenny was talking about evolving as couples being with them, maybe taking step backs, so let things come to you. That's okay. There are times in our lives for that, and we need to be ready for those stages. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. Really quick break to invite you to my safe swaps group. So I have been on a journey for the last year or so trying to discover safe swaps specifically for skincare and makeup, but we're talking about everything 
uh, aluminum-free deodorant, healthier pants for your cooking, cleaning products, things like that. So if you have been looking to make a shift health-wise and, you know, really start off 2020 on a different step for you and your family, that is what's going down in the Safe Swaps group. And I'm inviting you to join us. So the group is facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. You'll be asked a couple of questions, you know, in terms of why would you want to join and, and what you're hoping to learn. And then I will connect with you with my master list. I have made a master list of the safe swaps for skincare, makeup, home products, baby products, things that are non-toxic, things that contain certified organic ingredients, things that are made in the USA, all the goodness, all the wellness, it is there. So I hope to see you again. It's facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. Heck, I'm just going to jump right out here as we get started and start the shaming very strong because we haven't had a new review since last week. So my shaming didn't do that well. So sh I'm shaming you. You know, you're listening. Go leave us a review or share it with friends and family or something. Let's get it out there to everybody, right? I mean, it's shaming. You, you know, I haven't seen a Matt is great it left in the review in a while. That's a really unfortunate too. It's like really we really sad. need to get on top of that folks. Come on. <laughs> so if people don't know how to do a rating or a review. Um, you go to your podcast app, you click on second shot and then you look and it'll say my episodes and you scroll all the way down to the bottom of all your episodes and you'll see ratings and reviews. You can give us five stars and then write a rating. Um, and when you click on the five stars, or click see all, it'll give you the option on the left where it says write a review and you tick, tick, you, you click write a review. And now um, I've been dying to talk to you guys, you three of my favorite gentlemen about this story that came out from uh, the source here is Dallas culture map, socially distanced Dallas no-nos that should maybe never come back. So it's, I guess, up for discussion. The first one they have here is the birthday blowout. The blowing of the birthday candles. Eee, are we ever going to do that again? Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. See, I thought it meant birthday blowout like a big birthday party. And I was like, yes, we can get rid of that. We don't need big birthday parties. We can get rid of that no, too. No, yeah. you guys, bah humbug. <laughs> um, no, they mean like blowing out the candles. Like Heath, for example, is turning. Nah, how old are you turning? Let's uh, 35. He's significant. How old? 33, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. He's younger than me by a lot. Um, so, yeah, so, right. so at Heath's birthday party, which we're not going to have any people at because we're going to be socially distanced, we will also not let him blow out candles. So I think that totally makes sense. People are going to be so weirded out and so grossed out by the blowing yeah, of the spitting candle. Spitting all over the cake. Yeah, absolutely. What about this one? Communion wafers. You know what I mean? Like getting communion <laughs> or, I mean, drinking the wine. I grew up Catholic. So like drinking the wine, all they do is just wipe off. <laughs> yeah. You don't know where that wine came from. That could be anything in there. But I mean, everybody drinks from the same cup is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Like, this, this, list, this list seems like some kind of a, uh, a blog or something that was bored and come up with a bunch of stuff to just be weird. I love this list. I think it's so fun. What about hugs? Do you guys think Ooh. hugs are like, when are we going to hug people again? Uh, hug all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm socially, I'm down for the side hug on occasion, right? Like not a full on hug, but like a, hey, how's it going kind of thing. I mean, along those same lines, have you guys felt weird about reaching? I haven't, 
I was a handshaker. I was I loved I loved shaking people's hands, and I haven't done that since this, this thing has of come. Of course back. not. No. Um, I, and you feel like a you feel like a criminal reaching out, like you're you're approaching someone with a gun whenever you reach your hand out to someone, <laughs> like and they recoil from you. Not. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Will that come back? I don't. Are no. we permanently in fist bump? Uh, I'm not land? even fist bumping. I'm not elbow bumping. I'm gladly saying hello. Right. It's the weirdest thing in the world, like meeting somebody new and staying six feet apart and not shaking their hand. It's so I odd. You know? But I haven't, I haven't shaken hands or anything. But it's like, hey, you know, um, how are you? You know, it's just so weird. As somebody who's who's kind of socially awkward, I'm all about it. I don't want to shake anybody's hand. Get away from me. <laughs> you stay over there. Hi, how's it going? Let's do business. Like, I'm great with it. It's great. Yeah. Like everybody's awkward, so it's just awkward time. Yeah, it's perfect. Awkward time for everybody. And finally, large format cocktails. You know the cocktails where they come in a big vat oh and everybody bowl. gets a straw. Yeah, like a fish bowl. Or what are some of the other um I think they're called grinders. Yeah. That, did I make that up? What, <laughs> I don't know. Is that what is that? Serve it's like a in... big it's a big like mixed drink. Yeah. Oh. With like a half, half a watermelon that's hollowed out or yeah. something, like full of ice. and. Well, I, the good thing is is that can never come back for me because I don't like sharing that much. So I like my right. own drinks. I'm good with that right. not coming back. Get what, one of those what, single straw. Yeah, when I order fish bolts for me. me. All right, that's who's drinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's our question of the week. Which quarantine no-nos do you hope are here to stay? Do you hope that people – you know, don't handshake again. Do you hope that they don't buy a large cocktail and expect you to drink from it again? Um, do you hope people don't hug you again? What of the, the quarantine no-nos do you hope will be gone forever? And I guess, Zach, you kind of answered yours. The hug. Yeah, the physical the contact a little bit, like with strangers. I'm, I'm okay with it, I guess, with friends, definitely with loved ones. But like, I don't know. We're a little too chummy outside, all right? Let's everybody take a step back and relax. That's what I think. <laughs> He's forever going to be in the wearing the mask that says six feet back. Yeah, big time. What about you, Matt? What do you hope is permanently gone? Um, you know, I, I, I can't get on board with the handshake and, and the hugging. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a friendly person. I like that stuff. Um, so hopefully we can get all comfortable around each other again. Um, I, I, I have not minded, though, people's uh, a little bit better awareness about your personal space. Um, I, I think that's, that's been nice, you know, uh, getting in line and having someone not directly on top of you and, uh, and all the, uh, the random methods that stores have employed to mark out six feet of distance, you know, whether it be mm. like little footprints on the floor or pieces of tape or something like that. Um, so I think, I think that might be something that's, that's nice. You know, I, I don't necessarily – I – I like the people who I'm around and I like the people who I know and, and I'm, and I'm okay, uh, you know, being, uh, around them and, and close to them. But otherwise, um, I think we could all serve to maybe stay a little bit farther apart and you don't have to stand right up behind me when you're in line with me and, and are walking around the store. I think that's all right. All up in your business. All up in my business. Yeah. Uh, just uh, running me over uh, with a cart. I hope traffic is gone. Yeah. It's not. I was in it yesterday. I was in it yesterday afternoon. I was in a traffic jam. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, well, I've been able to zip around Dallas at any time of the day, not even having to think about it. It's been amazing. What about you, hon? I, yeah, I, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I was kind of thinking, well, I don't know. I don't want to say this because I do love the people that I will potluck with from time to time, but I don't always love a big communal potluck. 
it can be a little eh, germ-wise. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I kind of think that potlucks are going to be going by the wayside for a while. Um, I agree with the traffic situation. I really, really hope that this is here to stay. Um, just hanging out on people's lawns and having a cocktail. Like hanging out on the front lawn with a cocktail, socially distanced to me is the best thing that we have done. I think it's super fun. It's more affordable. It's like, if we would have said this a few months ago, like, hey, do you, Brighton's gonna go to bed, you know, at 7.30 on the dot, you wanna meet us at 7.31 on the front lawn and get some takeout and hang out and like, I'll bring out, you know, a bottle of wine. If that would have seemed very odd to people, <laughs> but yeah, I am yeah. loving the front lawn parties. And I'm also really, Heath and I were talking about it yesterday. Um, we've been loving enjoying our neighbors from afar. We're, we're all sort of like saying hello more. We got to see the neighbor on one side, his little boy, their little boy learned how to ride his bike, you know, right in front of us over the course of the pandemic. And, you know, just saying hi to Joan and Rick next door. It's been really nice. So I hope that all the front porch hanging out continues. Uh, here's here's one last thing I'll say uh, if, if for the antisocial folks in the crowd. Um, I have enjoyed not having a lot of door-to-door -door solicitors come by our house. <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, if my wife is to be believed, who she works from home, I don't normally. Um, she said they were coming by, you know, multiple times a week. You, you'd have knocks on the door, people ringing the bell, trying to sell something or uh, hand out a magazine or whatever. And uh, I... I didn't notice any of that when I was working from home. So either she's not telling me the complete truth about it or else that has just slowed down. And I understand that's the way you do business, but um, I don't like people coming and knocking on my door trying to sell me something. I'm not down for that. So if this is cut down on that, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you need, you need to give her some of my cards and everyone on the come by our door just hit tell them to call me because I want to I recruit them. <laughs> there you go. Really good idea. You're tough. You're I, understand, I understand. Watch your employees around Heath, you guys, because he will take them and he will recruit them. And he I will like good people. Sales people. <laughs> I like good people. And if you thought about getting in sales, now is the time. All right. So we're going to wrap. Jenny, where can we find you at? Okay, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out for the podcast. This is truly a highlight of our week. We, uh, we really, really appreciate you being here. I would love to see you on the Second Shot Instagram page. Instagram.com slash second shot podcast and in that private Facebook group. Um, I will see you there. Uh, at Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. I'm over there doing my thing and I'm also still doing my movie podcast, Off Script Film Review, every single Tuesday. Come find out what's going on at the movies when there's no movies. You can find me, Matt Stoker1, and that's the numeral one on Instagram. I'm also in the Second Shot Facebook group trying to catch the premieres when they happen. I teased last week that I was hoping to have a big announcement. I don't yet. I'm sorry it hasn't come out yet. But I will say fans of true crime, stay tuned. I've got something very, very big, very juicy for you coming up soon. All right, and you can find me at Heat Thoke, said Ignorance on Fire. I'm shaming you. Leave me a review. Share this with your friends and family. We need all of the help we can get. And I hope y'all are staying safe and having fun. We love y'all and see you next time.